Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Andrew. Yeah, September 29th, Year of Our Lord 2023. So we're about to be done with September. We are about to be done with September. How does that happen? I, I'm waiting for this fall weather to get on us here in Florida. Things I'm just, cool off. I'm just going to tell you, one of the things about Text Talk is every week when we record, and as we mark these dates, especially if we get ahead, kind of like we are just a little bit now as we're recording this one, let me tell you what it makes me think of. What's that? Oh, no, tax season is around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? Yeah, because Let it's me always, enjoy the holidays it's, first. It's always looming over my shoulders. <laughs> it does it looms? Ah, it looms. Oh goodness! But we, hey, we do have a few months. Even even when this actually finally drops, we still have a few months before tax season. That's true. And, and, and uh, we're thankful for every day that we have. It's a gift from God. We're recording here in faith. This is before your trip to Tanzania. Hopefully, by the time this one hits the air, you're back. I'm back, and yes. we are recording new episodes I know. down the road. So I hope for that. It It'll be Friday, and of course, back when we were doing season four in the Psalms, we would say every Friday is Good Friday, Mm because we look for Jesus in the Psalms on Friday, but now that we're in one of the Gospels, it's like every day is a Good Friday. It is. It's it's really quite enjoyable. He's he's everywhere in John. I've really loved reading uh, John so far, and John chapter three, I've just enjoyed the season so much. The other thing, though, we do invite people, if you're in the Tampa Bay area this, this weekend, Come out and worship with us at Livingston. Go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. I know we haven't actually scheduled it out, but since you've been gone for three weeks by the time this one hits, I bet it's going to be you preaching this Sunday. <laughs> so I hope folks will get to come hear what uh, what good news and good words you have from your trip and from the gospel on that day. But let's go ahead and read. I want to read this last paragraph of John chapter 3 again. I'm going to begin in verse 31, go to the end of the chapter. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains on him. So two things. Number one, I couldn't help but notice where you begin the reading in verse 31, there's this um, comment again or teaching again about who has come from above. From above. And that was exactly what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus early in our reading this week. No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. That's back in chapter 3 and verse 13. So there is an emphasis here in this chapter of Jesus' origin. He has come from heaven. He has come from above. Oh, by the way, this above here is the word that back when born again. Yeah. Remember I pointed out the word again could be used in two different ways. Sure. Here it is again. Yes. <laughs> and, here it is above. And here it's translated above. Uh, no, I, and I, I appreciate that. So um, the, the other thing is kind of a translation note when you read verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not obey the son should not say life. now the esv 
I believe, renders that one correctly. Right. The New King James does not. Yeah, it, it uses the word believe again, but it is a different word. It's not the Pistuo the word. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, not the Pistuo word. Yeah. It's it's a different word, which... And, and, and <laughs> Sorry. I, okay, so sometimes it can be used to mean believe, but it has that, that, that connotation of even when used to mean believe, it, it, it's it's believed because you're actually acting on it. You're active, actually doing it. Active faith, active response. Right. It's it's not at all. There there's no at least if I, as I understand it, there's nothing in that word that is just a mental assent. It's any any aspect of belief is because you are doing the thing that you believe. You're demonstrating it there. And I think that's just such an important thing to grasp that when in John 3, because there's some great teaching about believing in John 3, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I, you know, John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that look like? What does it mean? But we're not going to get out of this chapter before there's a clarification. We're not talking about simple mental assent. Right. What does believing look like? Well, it's going to look like obeying right. the Son. Let me see if I can give a parallel. So to take some English words that might help us here. So uh, we've, we've got the, the Greek word pistua, belief, and it, it can be a little bit broader. Sometimes it does just refer to a, an agreement or a mental assent. Sometimes it refers to, I, I believe it, therefore I obey it. Sometimes it's a, a concept of allegiance and trust and and. and yeah, trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word yeah. that's translated here by the SV obey pretty consistently is this issue of I'm doing it because I believe it. Do it. So in the English language, not not in the faith word family, but I think about the difference between the word hear and the word listen. Okay. So for instance, the word hear can mean the sounds came into my ear. Mm-hmm. Or it can mean I responded to it. You really heard me. Typically, when we use the word listen, uh, we don't say somebody listened unless they actually responded to it. it, it we, we don't typically don't use the word listening to just refer to it coming into their ears. It has the connotation of reaction and response. Yeah, some type of processing and so, seeking to understand. The, the same kind of thing here. Anyway... Everybody wants to quote John 3.16, but John 3.36 drives home. It's a belief that results in action. You cannot claim to have the saving faith of John 3.16 if you do not have the submissive faith of John 3.36. Well, and and think of another parallel here. I shouldn't say think of one, but I, I see another one. Verse 36, he who believes... In the Son has everlasting life. He who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him, shall not see life. In verse 3 of the chapter, unless one is born again or born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he talks about how you're born again, water and the Spirit. Right. Do you want to see life? Do you want to see the kingdom? Or do you want to know the wrath of God? Listen to what Jesus says and do it. Mm-hmm. Listen to what he says. Hear mm-hmm. it. Do it. Obey it. Okay, but you brought up that word that we don't want to talk about. Which one? Wrath. Oh, I did say, yeah, that's that right phrase, there. wrath of right God. Verse 36. Here, here are our options. Our options are life or wrath remains on us. It's not life and, well, you know, maybe not quite as good life. Mm. It's not It's not great life and uh, mediocre life. It's eternal, abundant, victorious, resurrected life, or 
you're going to remain in the wrath of God. Is this, does this kind of call to your mind the choice that was presented before the Israelites of old? That life and death. God set before you life and death. Choose life that choose. you may live. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he really encouraged him on that. Absolutely. <laughs> and the same kind of deal. You, you have life here or wrath, wrath of God. Which way will you go? John only mentions the wrath of God in this gospel once. Now, he says it in the book of Revelation multiple times, mm. but it's only used once here. But it is here. However, I, yeah. I noticed something about this. He doesn't say, if you don't believe, you will incur the wrath of God. He says, if you don't believe, the wrath of God remains on yeah, you. Yeah, the New King James says, abides. Here's I think this is really, really important. Mm. John is not saying, listen to what I'm telling you, or you're going to end up making God really, really mad. His point is, you've already incurred the wrath of God. The wrath of God is on you. This message that I am giving you is how to escape the wrath of God that we have all already justly deserved. Mm. We are sinners, And because we are sinners, the wrath of God justly comes toward us. God cannot abide sin. And ultimately, when God finally says it's time to do something, sin has to be driven out of his presence. It has to be. It cannot stay there. Because I'm a sinner, I have incurred the wrath of God. John, in his gospel, is now showing how I can escape that. Mm, that's a really good point. That's not, a really good point. Not how I can avoid it. I'm already in it. I'm already in it. I need to escape it. Well, and and this calls back to mind the numbers passage that's alluded to with uh, Jesus being lifted up as that serpent of old was. The judgment of God was, was, was upon the people. The snakes were there. They were biting people. Yes. Okay. You're going to keep letting the snakes bite you? You're going to keep dying? Yes. Or do you want that wrath removed? Then you have to go where, the, where it's lifted up. That is a perfect parallel because he, he didn't take the snakes away. It's, it's, you don't go look at the serpent in order to avoid getting bitten by the snake. Mm-hmm. They've already been bitten by the serpent, yeah. and now they need to go in faith, look to God's means of removing, of mm-hmm. escaping the wrath, of escaping the fire. Yeah. Now what we find is I have been bitten by the serpent. Mm-hmm. I have, like Eve from long ago, listened to the adversary. Mm-hmm. I have taken the fruit from the wrong tree. Yeah. I have done that. I have practiced evil. I have practiced sin. I have loved the darkness more than the light. And because of that, I am falling into the pit. But Jesus is reaching for me. He's come down from heaven into earth to reach out to to, to save me Amen. from this pit, to save you from this destruction, from this wrath. And I can either escape the wrath through Jesus Christ, or I'm just going to remain in the wrath. Yeah. This reminds me of an event uh, in my life, a conversation I had with someone I dearly, dearly loved. As we were talking about baptism and the necessity of baptism, and she asked me, she said, Edwin, are are you saying that God would send people to hell merely because they didn't get baptized for the remission of their sins? Mm. My reaction to that was, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not at all saying God will send people to hell because they didn't get baptized for the mission of their sins. We go to hell because of our sin. God sends us to hell because we're sinners. The wrath of God rests upon us not because we didn't get baptized, but because we sinned. 
but God has provided a means by which I can escape the wrath of God. And what John says and what Jesus says here in John's gospel is the fact that I will not escape the wrath of God unless I am born of water and spirit, unless I surrender to God his way. And I think this is really important because I know there are a lot of people today that would say they are following Jesus, they're surrendering to Jesus, but here's this very first thing, this very initiation. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything Jesus said, I mean, except the thing he said about how to actually escape his, uh, the wrath of like, God. Like how to be born again and I'm, see the kingdom. Now, I'm going to say I'm born again, right? but I'm not actually going to do what he says to be born again. Yeah. And then I'm going to equivocate on it. And I, okay, I'll kind of do something like it, but I'm certainly not going to say about it what he said about mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, now somebody says to me, well, can God make exceptions? Sure. God can make whatever exceptions he want to make. Sure. He wants to make. I, I don't, God can take anybody to heaven. He wants to take to heaven. He will do what is right about all that. But I do know this. God knows how to tell me the exceptions he's going to make. There are places I can go in scripture where he says, here's the rule. Here's an exception. I mean, like you take marriage, divorce, and remarriage. He says, here's the rule. If you married to someone else while your first spouse lives, you're committing adultery, except in the case of putting them away for For fornication. fornication. He knows how to tell me exceptions. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to assume exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if somebody stands before God in judgment and he makes an exception, more power to him. God bless him. God's allowed to do what he wants. I am never going to tell God what he can and can't do. But I got to tell you, here's what God said he's going to do. But this is what's written. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to teach exceptions that God did not c- yeah. declare. Yeah. Uh, and I, I and just it's, says, only, it's the only way to be true about it. It's if you want life, you got to obey him. If yeah. you want to see the kingdom, you've got to be born of water and spirit. Can we help you be born of water and spirit? Please reach out to us. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for Jesus Christ who came and he died for us and he rose again. Father, help us to understand faith, a faith that assents, a faith that professes, a faith that confesses, a faith that obeys. You have in your grace set before us life and death. Father, we want to choose life in Christ. You have revealed to us we have been weak and we have been foolish and we have sinned. And that incurs wrath and justly so. But you would not have us to know it or taste it at all. But for it to be removed, for our sins to be washed away, for us to know nothing but your goodness and your blessing for eternity, that kingdom. And I pray, Father, that you might lead us into that place. They would be faithful and obedient. I pray for anyone who hasn't been baptized in the name of Christ for the remission of their sins, born again of water and spirit. And I pray, Father, you give them the opportunity and that they would do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.